1: Hi, Jessica. <laughs> hello, sorry. <laughs> hello, sorry about
0: what i uh I missed my cue, didn't I? Oh, I was enjoying the music and I missed my cue. Oh,
1: were you very well,
0: oh yes, sometimes i I bopped to it so long I forget I'm supposed to say something to you. uh huh. hello
1: hi. here How we are. You? are. In the, here we are. Here we are again.
0: To us together.
1: Oh my gosh. Yep, we so are. we, we you know we got on the line at around a little bit after ten because mm. I always have issues. And um, Yep,
0: and here they come again. And here fact. they well
1: what? They they do? You can't hear me? No, I hear
0: you, I hear you. You're oh, just cutting okay. it a
1: little. Okay. Well Oh my If you God. ever want to make
0: Elsie panic, just say what? What? <laughs>
1: <laughs> that isn't nice. It wasn't meant to
0: be funny, but now that I realize it's true, it is. You were saying, yeah, no,
1: I was just saying that we have issues. We do. We
0: have had some issues.
1: We have had some issues. That's it. So, but in lieu of not having any more issues, I would love to get started with our show so that we can actually have a show. I love this idea. That would be really I amazing, don't you think?
0: I do think so. Okay, so starting off with um, some stuff you're working on, eh?
1: I just wanted yeah, I just wanted to um let you guys know that I am doing a, a, an e-league winter session for people. This is like my mentorship group where you get an opportunity to essentially work one-on-one with me after you've been st- so part of the caveat for this is that you have had to have already started podcasting. So this is not a how to podcast thing. This is really a, a a more in-depth one-on-one relationship sort of um, to get your podcast to where you want it to go, um it is less about tacticals and this is like you know these this is the checklist and do these things and it's more about a real deep dive into the impact that you wanna have in the world, the clarity of your voice and your vision, and how you can reach the right people, which are the ones that are listening to you. Uh, there's a lot of sort of philosophy around this there's a lot of real hard and um challenging conversations around the medium. so this isn't like here's the checklist, this is a course. you do these things, and voila um it does take a little bit more to uh engage in this at a at a sort of like a deeper level. Uh, so a lot of the questions that I ask in the in our time together are not like real easy questions that you can just ask, answer and you'll be done with it. It's something that at least some of the experience for the women that have been in it, it sometimes takes five weeks of just sitting with them to start to understand how to move forward. Um, but it's a great journey. I just wanted to put that out there. The link is in the show notes and I've been putting links in there uh, for you guys in case you want to do it. That said, Jess, I also have been putting a link in the show notes for the past three weeks to your sneaky growth secrets course as well. Thank you. Podcast so been,
0: .com.
1: Yeah. And so that's linked in the show notes. So if you guys take a, take a look at our show notes with whatever app you're listening to, the first two, two links are for those two different things. So you can, if you're interested in a little bit deeper mentorship with me, please click through that. And if you want like the sneaky secrets from Jess... That her course has been getting like some really great feedback, uh, really accessible. And those are little tiny videos you can consume super, super mm-hmm. fast to grow your podcast. That's and free. it's free. Um, you can just click through there and sign up, and it's so easy. So, Things right else. from there, you can do that. Anyway, thanks. So, yeah, so that's have been t- top of mind, top of mind. So now let's go ahead and move into some news.
0: The news you can use for the informed podcaster, podcasting news.
1: I would like to do really quickly just a shot, like a call out to women who have attended Work It in Los Angeles or are attending because that's when we're recording while, the, while Work It is happening. I would love it if you guys sent some audio feedback or maybe even emails over to feedback at shepodcast.com and give us your thoughts on the experience. Uh, I know I have been keeping in touch with a few of the women. Actually, a few of the women from the ELEAGUE are attending Work It and um, I've been getting a little bit of feedback there. And I would like to get a little bit more of a holistic overview. Hey, 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 people. So in this episode, we had a myriad of chaotic experiences with connection and audio and services breaking down. And yeah, every almost every single problem that could have possibly happened for me and Jess and for John kind of all came together. And so we kind of lost a little bit of audio here. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. So now we're this is sort of like the part where we lost the audio. And now we're getting to the part where the audio comes back because we became smart in the process and started to do a double ender. Uh, we will maybe even touch base on this on the next episode of few podcasts. But things happen. And here we go. All right, so this came uh, past me this time. So Panoply Media launches Pina, an audiobook and podcast subscription for children. Pina. This is new to me. There was also um, an article at, on the New York Times that was fully focused on kids podcasting, which is very in- so cool. You know, and it's I know the article itself was very well written. It actually brings up a lot of great points, and it also brings up. Uh, it links out to a lot of different um, uh, people who are working in the space, and I really love to see them being mentioned. You know, kids listen is perhaps one of my my favorite things, and I think that it actually sort of it didn't start in she podcasts, but the first. Conversations that I saw about Kids Listen was inside of the She Podcast group, and I'm super, super proud of what has been done with that conglomerate, if you will. It's a, it's, it's kind of like uh, a nonprofit, essentially, to really bring more awareness to kids programming. So, yeah, it's, it's a really fantastic thing. But what I want to talk about, though, Jess, is that I really feel that kids programming is amazing. I think it's wonderful. It's another way for kids to dive into think, learn, to be grow. entertained. Yeah, all kinds of things. Yeah, all the good things. And I want them I want them to be exposed to that. I feel it's very very important. That said though, launching this from Pan- you know Panoply came out right out of the gate with a subscription model. That's what this is. Yep. So it's 7.99 a month or 79 something a year, right? And I'm not Against subscription models because I participate on some of those as well. You know, like Netflix is one that I pay for happily because I want that consumption. Um, you know, music like Apple Music, I pay for that as well because I want the access to the music. I guess my concern about launching something like this from the get go as as a paid for model is challenging to me because I don't feel the behavior. Or in the culture right now is aimed at listening. Like I could no, see somebody. Hell no,
0: I have no idea right? how I would get my two-year-old to listen right now. He is right, full and so if on- you're going to be
1: investing.
0: Yeah, I couldn't do it. it I couldn't do it. I couldn't pay $8 a month for something. I would have to literally be like, sit down. No, sit down. No, we're going to listen. No, we're going to listen to a story. No, sit down right here. No, don't get a car. Don't get a car. Okay, one car. One car. Okay, come back. It would be a nightmare. When meanwhile, I have an app for Goodnight Moon that not only allows me to read it, but then he can touch. Do you know that book, Goodnight Moon? With, yes, the be- with the bunny in the bed yes. this yes. app yes. you touch anything in the room like you can turn the light on and off when you touch the balloon it floats up into the sky the cow actually jumps over the moon in the painting it's so cool it's like a real yeah. interactive book like i i don't think i could just get him to for eight bucks be like good night moon good night room like the kid is everywhere so I mean, I, I mean, do, I mean yeah. maybe, maybe at Hunter and
1: Maymay's age, but I mean, you tell mm. me, like, don't they want to watch and touch? No, I have talked about this before. It's like they've been introduced. I introduced them to podcasting this year. In the bath. It's worked out really they can't well. Run yeah, away. in the back. Yeah, you've and they and they do request. <laughs> they do request to listen, but here's, but you've here's my... them, though.
0: Anytime they're trapped, a car, a bath, that's when they'll listen.
1: Yes. Yes. You can. W- but what I'm saying is that I can get the content that they're listening to for free. Like oh, right now their yes. desire yes. their desire to listen is not it doesn't mm-hmm. merit me paying for a subscription model for them to listen, you know? It that that at this point their their need for that is not there. And I feel that I need to work on a habit for them So that it does become more of a daily thing so that it is more like, okay, it's time to listen to podcasts in that way that I could that I could just put the podcast on and the content is something that they want to listen to. That would be important because even now with Netflix, you know, so um, what I've started to do is download shows when we are in town. I download shows so that they can watch them when we get home. Right. Because we again, we don't have Internet proper internet like that. And so what I have found too, though, is that Hunter's tastes are hers. So obviously, so now she's wanting to to watch things that I wouldn't go like, oh, that Hunter would like that. Like she has her own thing. Like I'd rather just give it to her so that she can pick and choose. And I think that right now, given the state of kids podcasting, there isn't that big of a choice. And I don't feel that inside of Pip, pip what is this called pippa or something like that pat uh pinna I don't think that I think at this moment I feel that there's four podcasts I know that they're gonna add to that but there's four and that's not enough choice there's
0: no way that they would pay for this when there are so many free ones why because it's panoply it makes no sense to me yeah. I mean right. I, I mean I can't even Honestly, I'm willing to pay $8 for my own subscription, but I can't think of one I would pay for for my kids. Even a subscription to the Highlights magazine is like, you know, 10 bucks for the year. Like, what would I yeah. pay for him to do for 8 I wouldn't even buy him his own Netflix for $8 a month. He's
1: three. Right. Well, he's little. Yeah, he's little. I think for my girls, I think my girls are at, right at the ed- age that this okay. is aimed to. But again... I don't think that it's enough for them. I think that there's a lot of... If I were to advise Panoply about this new endeavor is that I would start to and again I'm I'm sounding like a broken record but this is when you have to really do some outreach with existing infrastructures out there that can support something like this making a partnership with the libraries around would be really great mm-hmm. making a partnership with homeschooling co-ops around that would be awesome mm-hmm. making sure that you go out to school districts around the country that would be really great as well. Yeah, having something that is outreach like that. Um, when I worked, you know, with um, uh, East LA Classic Theater, what was really great about that program is that not only was it ex- ex- uh, allowing kids to see, you know, with a with a, one of those assemblies and something like that, where they actually saw a Shakespeare play being performed. It was being done sort of like with a Latino flair, right? So it was very much all um, East LA, sort of. Culturally fixed for the the people that we were talking to, for the kids that we were talking to at that time. I think something like that, creating like something that is an assembly type thing, or that you can offer to public schools, would be another way to be able to open things up for for something like this. You can't just expect this new behavior. I mean, we're still getting adults to do it. I exactly right. I think it's crazy. Yeah. So. So anyway, uh, but but I like it. But, but except uh, other than that, <laughs> I love the idea. I mean, I love the idea of bringing audio to the mix. It's just that I think yeah. in the culture, though, Jess, in the culture, they they kept re- referring back to radio. In back our in the day, in not... the radio days, yeah, nobody they are... paid for radio.
0: No, I know, and our children are absolutely, one hundred percent not conditioned to listen. Not just to audio, but to their parents. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. They don't listen, period. They are on a You are correct. I mean, I take, first of all, Isaac has his own phone, and it's a 6 plus. And it has no service. I don't have any cell service on it. But here comes my lawnmower, John, your favorite. 11 11 o'clock. Well, 11 11 o'clock, here he comes. Here he comes. You have to give him credit.
2: I got I all mean, the credit in the world. I, I love the way he ruins the podcast every week. Love but him. like
0: I love have him. that stupid phone with me at, for an emergency everywhere I go. And an emergency is not Isaac talking. An emergency is Isaac throwing the breadsticks at Olive Garden. An emergency is Isaac crying about something he forgot in the car that he remembered 10 minutes later. That's an emergency. Like but could I put on the radio – Absolutely not. Anytime I try to soothe him with something that isn't involving his eyeballs, it doesn't work. I mean, because I'll just be like, let's sing a song. A B C. C. I'll go, no, I don't like that song. It has to be visual.
1: Yeah, well, my girls are now in music, into music, but they're really into mu- music. Like music oh, actually, is what they they love to work. listen.
0: Music might work. You know, music might work. But. If I turn on songs on Alexa, that would actually work. Actually, Elsie. But um But but a story. No, if it's not me, he don't care.
1: Yeah, he's a little I think he's a little bit too young for the whole podcasting thing himself. But I mean, I'm still I'm happy that they're doing it. Yeah. I just like to see how it works out. Yeah, I would have probably launched it slightly differently than that meaning that it wouldn't be like right off the get-go. It would be like there would be some kind of free content that's available at first with some extra support, meaning it's not just listening, that there are other ways like, Teachings like blog posts. This is how you get your kids to listen. Think about these n- interesting ways in which you can introduce audio content to your kids. Um, you know, and it, I forgot who it was that I was talking to. Oh, it was Daniel. I was talking to Daniel when we did the International Podcast Day, and I brought up kids' podcasting and consumption for audio. And then I said that I really, you know, I do want to take the devices out of their hands. I want them to be sort of engaged with media, but not having to touch the device itself. And that's why it works in the tub for me so well. Right. But he said, you know, now with the smart speakers, they can just talk. They don't have to have the device. And I thought that's brilliant. Like, I, I would love to set up a system to have the smart speakers and be able to say for them only that they I want to listen to wow in the world. And then it would just start to play. They wouldn't have to get the iPhone. That's why I look great. for the things and press the stuff. Yeah. That I would love it. I mean, that kind of teaching is what I would like to put out there. I'll send you one. That would be interesting to see if I can make it work without Wi Fi. But hey, I am open to it. I am open to
0: it. (laughs) You can't. Um, But anyway, it's always on on Wi Fi. It is.
1: Uh, Would you like to talk about this new smart speaker survey, speaking about smart speakers, or is that something that you're not?
0: I mean, it's very fast. We can talk about it very quickly. At the – there was a rain summit that I went to earlier that did this whole thing about Alexa and smart speakers. And they did a follow-up survey called the Smart Audio Report, um, which basically showed – it was 1,600 people via online survey, half of which had a smart speaker. And the reason I say a smart speaker and not an Alexa is because – first of all, every time I say that word, she talks. Yes, But then also – you can also have Google Home or, yeah, or the Amazon. So, forty percent of owners say that it's had a huge impact on their lives. It does encourage more audio listening, and it makes life's easier life easier, especially for parents. Forty-two percent of owners say their speakers are essential. Forty-four agree that having a speaker has helped them spend more time with people in the house, which. I mean what a why not the other 55% like what are they saying that's what I'd like to know It shows that it increases the frequency on which their list people are listening to audio on a typical weekday they keep it in their living room after that is the kitchen after that the bedroom and I have one in all those places And I have to say I think the kitchen for me is the most often but that's because my living room has a big ass TV in it <laughs> Reasons for wanting a smart speaker, asking questions without needing to type, hear better music than what's on the radio, and to replace an old stereo or radio. So I thought that was interesting. You know, when you do ask questions to it without needing to type, it doesn't always know the answer. You still have to type most of the time. And sometimes Siri is smarter, although I don't want to say that huh. too loud in case she can hear me. Huh. <laughs> you,
1: don't to, you don't want to make her get stuck up or anything like that? A little too much of an ego.
0: You don't want to anger the robots in your house, especially if they're called smart speaker.
1: Yes, because you don't really
0: true. know how smart they, they want are. Want to be the smartest, right? Okay. Percentage of people regularly using it for music: ninety-one percent. Weather: ninety. General questions: eighty-eight. Timer and alarms: eighty-four. Check the time: eighty-two. News: eighty-one. Controlling other devices: seventy-seven. That's actually the one thing I don't do with it. AMFM News Talk Radio, 76. AMFM Music, 76. Traffic, 73. Add things to the to do list, 73. Add to shopping list, 72. I do use it for that. Calendar, sports updates, jokes, and games. So I thought that was pretty interesting. I mean, it obviously is having an impact on how people listen to audio. And I had a client yesterday on the phone say, like, I asked her her process for putting her. Podcast live, and she said she uploads to Blueberry, and then she manually does SoundCloud and Alexa. And I was like, yes. okay. "What are you talking about? Damn it! Stop answering me." So, um so I didn't know, Elsie. Did you know that you could just upload a podcast to that?
1: I don't think you can, honey. It's. I think it has to have a specific. What do you call those? I, I don't have the little jargon for how to setting that up. But yes, there are podcasts right now that are playing from this lady that starts with an A. Um, there you are some. I can say it. Some, okay, I, just, I, can say it. I have my talk. headphones okay. on. Yeah. So, yeah, there are podcasts that you, you can actually do that. In fact, a daily tech news uh, show has it set up. And um, in, a, in a variety of different places, it's just that I have a. I think that there are specifics at this moment from certain providers, and you either have to have access to that or not. Uh, this is something that I know that it's in the works for Libsyn. Um, this is something that is in the back end, so there are expectations around that as well.
0: Oh no, that's not right either.
1: Why would she upload it? How is you she, can't upload it. You can't upload anything. Remember, this is RSS feeds. There's no uploading.
0: You can, but the
1: question is, what feed is playing it for her? Right. It has to be, I, I'm, I'm not sure. There are certain, I do believe, I, and I may be wrong because I haven't really studied up on this. I think TuneIn has an Alexa thingy-majigger. TuneIn Radio. Just do you like Alexa better than me? Did you hear Was that? Is that me? Did I make her? Yeah. Did I make no. her say that? I don't Maybe know. Maybe I shouldn't ever say her name talk. at all. We shouldn't talk about no, her. We shouldn't talk about the robots. <laughs> um, yeah, but we'll figure it out. I mean, if you have your show in the A lady place. <laughs> I don't.
0: Yeah, yeah. Could you please write us and tell us how you're doing? Yeah, it? tell us how you
1: got it there, because I do know yeah. that it's in the works for quite a few of the podcast hosts out there. That's a thing. That's an mm-hmm. actual thing. That's it in is. development, but it, uh, it has not been released in many places. So I have a feeling that there are some some podcasting places where this is available. Uh, I may be wrong, but I think TuneIn is one of them. So um, check that out. Yeah, man. Elsie, why don't want you say my name?
0: That's got to be John.
2: I was wondering how long it would take you guys to figure that out.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, my God. I really thought it was mine. And she was angry with us.
1: I don't want any robots angry with me at all. Me no, neither. No,
0: no. I don't. I have enough um, going on in my world.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's not
0: good. Well Blah. done,
1: son. Um, that was crazy. So, um, kind of like to, to close. I, I, you know what I want to do? I want to move to doing some tool tips, unless you want to no, talk about yes. this new podcast, the business.
0: Tool, do you? Because I can
1: do tool tips. Tool tips. All right, let's do tool tips. Elsie's tool tips. All right, so I'm going to, this tool tips is, is a little bit about the iTunes, the new iTunes feed tags. The thing is that even though we've been talking about this for quite a while, both on the show and on the feed and out there in the in the space and, you know, Apple released these tags quite a while ago. I think it was in the, in in the summer at WWDC. And we've been talking about this for since then, people didn't quite understand what all that stuff was. So now that the iPhone eight is out and iOS 11 is out, then people are getting the new podcasts app. And they are seeing that there are some differences in there. And there's people that are kind of looking at their stuff and they're going like, what happened to this? What happened to that? What what does this mean? And so now you can actually see what these tags are doing. Essentially, the biggest tags that I see that are implementing how nicely your show goes inside of iTunes and things that I want you guys to check it out. So if you have an, if you're running iOS 11, or if you have a new iPhone 8 and maybe soon a 10, but that would be great, cra- at, you know, much later, you would be able to go inside of the podcast app. And then when you look for a podcast, it will pop up the podcast. And then at the top, in the top part, there is an option and an opportunity for there to be a little trailer right at the top, optimized. So that when you go to, your page inside of the podcast app there's a little player at the top where you can add a trailer for your show which is awesome and you can do that inside uh, by using the new feed tags the other thing that you can do too in there now and what apple wants you to do is to remove the number from the title of your episode so instead of like this is episode 164 it's episode 164. Usually we name it 164 and then the name of the show. So Apple does not want you to put 164 inside of the title. It, they want you to add 164 inside of another little tag that asks you for the number of the episode, which would be 164. And then there is an opportunity for a small summary a summary of your show. And so that summary of your show is what shows up when somebody goes inside of the podcast's app itself and you see it. And then the first couple of sentences, and if you press like more or the little I button on the side, it will open up to show you a little summary of the episode. It's not gonna show you the show notes. Apple wants you to do that because that's easier for people to navigate that. The, essentially your shows inside of the podcast app itself. And also I believe that in the future it might become a little bit more easily searchable for that. So the other thing that it has that, it, that they're doing right now too, is if your show has seasons and I don't want you to start to make seasons just because there's a season tag in there, you your show is either episodic, which is like she podcasts that we just do episodes all the time. Or if it's seasons, sort of like Serial. Serial has seasons. They had season one, they had season two, and I think they had season three. So that way, when somebody goes inside of that show, you can immediately see seasons. And when I say seasons, it means that you do a series of episodes that are maybe from one to 13, and then you go away for a few months. And then you come back again with your second season. I know that for some of the ladies in the E-League, one that comes to mind right away is Haley Radke from Adoptees On. She's been doing seasons because that's the way that she has set up her show. But that's a, a physical season as in like, this is when I produce my content from, I'm just coming up with this. I don't exactly know her production schedule, but like I will produce from, you know, September to May. And then this summer I'll take off and then I'll come back again with another season. And she has a very subtle... Um, theme change, thematic change to the show. That's a seasonal show as well. But just because that tag is there doesn't mean you need to use seasons. If you have an episodic show like us, you don't have to put seasons. That's also an option that you can have. And you can also also tag bonus episodes. So let's say for episode 164, which we're recording right now, we've had some crazy things happen in this episode. Let's say John decided because he doesn't have very much to do in terms of editing. Ha ha. I'm being sarcastic, John. Sorry about that. Um, Where you could take snippets of all of the crazy crap that went on behind the scenes and then release that as bonus episode 164 then you can actually do that. I want to do it that. Would be, <laughs> it would be actually tagged <laughs> that way inside of the podcast app. So if somebody were looking for bonus, they could see it. So that's really great. All of those things are available for you to do. How do you do that? You have to, like, f- I can only speak for it from Libsyn because that is sort of like where I am. Obviously, I know the Libsyn backend. I work for Libsyn. So but but I also know that the other there's a lot of um, podcast hosts out there that are in fact supporting your these feed tags. So you need to go ask if you're hosting on Blueberry, if you're hosting in Spreaker, if you're hosting in Blog Talk Radio or something like that. I assume that they have had or are offering an option for you to do this. So inside of Libsyn, when you go go to produce your show and you are uploading your podcast episode, you will see whenever you're putting all the information inside there, there's actually a title for your episode. And at that point, you put the regular title that you've always put. So it would be 164 whatever for this podcast. And then there's the description right below it. That description is your show notes. So that is the regular show notes that you've always put in. But as you keep on scrolling down, there, there's another uh, area where it says iTunes tags. And in that area, you have to re-add your, it says episode title. And that's where you don't put the, the number. And then you keep scrolling. And then there's a place for number. And then there's a place to pick episodic. And then there's a place to add your summary. And that's amazing. And so that way you have two things. Meaning other podcatchers out there that are drawing on your feed are still going to show your title and your number. And then in iTunes there are special special things that only show up for the podcast app. That summary isn't really going to be showing up everywhere else. That's a, I'm going to I'm going to end that thought right there. And now I'm going to add a little more. I'm going to add a little more to that. There are now it's the over. podcast app. I know it's not over. The podcast app out there, like Overcast, Pocket Cast, Castro, you know, all of those other apps out there. At this moment, some of them are starting to support those new iTunes feed tags. Some of them. It's up to the developer to incorporate that in the app itself. So there are some of them, like Overcast at this moment, is supporting uh, the description for your episode, like the summary. So when you look inside of Overcast, you will see the title and then you will see the the, the summary in the iTunes feed tag. It's, it's supporting that already, which is kind of neat. But there are other podcasts like Castro who are not supporting the summary, but they are supporting the title. So it's getting really confusing out there yeah. <laughs> in the space. All I'm saying is that these are options for you to do. And lastly, Apple wants you to optimize your stuff. So if you are so gung-ho on the love that Apple is going to give you and being featured and new and noteworthy and what's hot and oh my gosh, I want to be one of those big banners and iTunes. If you are not optimizing your podcast for Apple and what they want you to do more likely than not, you won't be featured. So this is going to take a lot of work for a lot of us. In fact, if you look at she podcasts right now, I've been using the new feed packs since they were implemented inside the the, the Lipson system. Since then, I've been using them, but I haven't been using them from before that. Which means that that's a lot of busy work for somebody. Business idea: UVA lady or gentleman that would like to make some money. You can actually do this for some podcast people, because they don't have the time to be going inside of their hundreds of episodes and manually updating all of the feed tags for every single episode that you've put out there with a title with no number, adding the number, and then adding a description for your thing for, you know, over a 100 episodes. So just putting that out there. The end. Elsie is done. Jess.
2: <laughs> I have a question. Yes, John. The question is like say you were doing seasons, but you know, that so now of a sudden it's now a new season, but I haven't got the other seasons up yet. Can I start it like season five right in the middle of this? Will that affect the rest of the season? Yeah, you would have to you
1: can start to tag the season. You can start to tag the season. I do believe that's a great question. Really good question. You know, and, and since I don't have a seasonal show and I haven't manually added in there, I'm not sure. I know that um, if you want to see what seasons look like, you guys can look at the Messengers Dave Jackson's um, podcast for the Messengers documentary. He has optimized it for seasons, so you can see it in there, and it looks very, very nice. Yeah, the other I thing, that thing that did I did one for well, I'm sorry, yeah.
2: I just did one for a client, no. and she just started season five. It's the uh, Her Money Matters podcast. And uh-huh. I said, okay, well, we're just going to start with season five, and I put it in there, and I just did the sign of the cross, and I hit publish. So I'm, I'm look; it'll come out okay. tomorrow. So I, I want; I'm anxious right. to see what it does.
1: Yeah, I know. I think that part of it is testing some of this stuff as well, because as you like, those are all questions that we that they're very unique, and I think that we're going to have to figure it out as we go along. And also, there's a bug right now, at least for the latest release of the podcast app, where. If you don't have a seasonal show, if you have like an episodic show like us, you are not able to see episode numbers right now. Even though they're implemented, you can't see episode numbers. You only see the title. That is not correct. That is not the behavior that needs to happen. So there's a bug right now that only if you have a seasonal show, you're able to see the episode numbers. So we have to wait for a new podcast app, update in order for you to be able to see how it's supposed to look like so that's a bug and apple is aware and they're going to be putting a fix for that uh, i completely understand that there's a lot of people who do their marketing as in like if you want the show notes for this episode go to you know dot slash 164 or or check out episode 164 from she podcast that's when we talk about x Right. You do, that's a really great way to market. But unfortunately, at this moment, you can't really say that for people that are using the podcast app because they can't see your episode numbers. Isn't that exciting? (laughs) Sweet. So, but that's, I think that it looks really nice. It looks very nice. I think that they've done a really good job. There are some, um, I think, um, workflow or listening um, things that I'm not too happy with the podcast app with, but I'm not going to get into that right now. I think it's, it's, yeah, it's a little too complex, but I do like the way that it looks. I, I do, I do like the way it looks. It's nice. It's sleek. So, use them. Yep. That's my tool tip for today. (laughs) Uh, do you have anything else, Jess? Um,
0: I'm trying to think. I, you know what? Um, No, I guess I don't. Oh my gosh! I mean, um, I think. Oh yeah, Uh I wanted to. Yeah, no. (laughs) No, never mind.
1: (laughs) I did, but I didn't. All right then. All right then.
0: Um, Not ready. I'm not ready to reveal my ultimate plan for world domination just quite yet. I will say this actually. Um, We can we can do it's not weird and wild. Okay. But um, I have a show that I just I happened to just turn it on um, because the title spoke to me for whatever reason. Um, it's called the Seven Minute Mentor, and it's a, a it's like every day seven minutes of Mark Asquith just sort of shooting out advice on a particular topic. And I had no idea that it would be like kind of balanced and insightful. Like the last couple ones have been about how to know when you're ready to quit. Um, work, the secret to work, work-life balance, um, you know, having imposter syndrome. Like it's very, it's very, you know, that word. Not nice, but like, oh, you know, all his graphics are like in red and very bold and, I don't want to say manly, but they're like, manly. you know, it's, it's branded, it's branded. Well, you know, knowing him, it's branded like him, but like, it's branded like excitement. And so I immediately think of that as succeed, succeed, succeed. But it's really not like that. His show is very much like, um, it's practical advice. And it's kind of a lot of his episodes are sort of like, hey, this is your life. It's okay for you to rearrange it the way you want, which, you know, when I happened to listen was what I needed to hear. So I just wanted to mention that and see if you guys might want to check it out. It's 7-Minute Mentor by Mark Asquith. It's really good.
1: Oh, cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, let's let's check it out. We'll have a link in the show notes, guys. Yes. And um, just a, a little plug for myself, actually. Um, this Yes. Is, uh, I was on a podcast, and uh, it is called um, – Pop culturally deprived. I was asked to <laughs> That's go a on a this perfect show on for this, you, um, but I know, right? I, it, it's so weird because How did they I know? am usually the I. I know I am usually the one, but actually, in this, the female host, Mandy. Is the pop culturally replied, uh, deprived on this one? So yeah, she right. hasn't watched like a lot of different movies in there, mm-hmm. and um, one of and she hadn't watched any of the John Hughes movies, like zero, and so and and many more. So essentially, the show itself is Mandy watching these movies now as a I, I would say millennial. Mandy, I'm not sure if you're a millennial or not, but that's what I'm thinking. A millennial woman um, watching these shows, I mean movies, and then coming back and having a conversation about it. And so they asked me to be on the show and that one of my favorite movies is Some Kind of Wonderful. And so I <laughs> went on and we discussed it. And it's a very intriguing conversation because, you know, that movie came out in 1987. Mm-hmm. I was in high school at that time. I I'll have always loved and adored Watts. She was like somebody that I, uh, she was like my idol at that time. I wanted to be just like her. I cut my hair off exactly like her hair. I can't even I imagine Because I wanted to be like that. Watts. I know I'll send you pictures, but, but anyway, it's like, it was, I just so wanted to be her cause she was, she represented everything that I, that I was at that time. And so there was so much emotion in it and so many memories for that. And Mandy wasn't particularly fond of Watts, which is really interesting. So the conversation that we have is really great. So if you guys, our old schoolers like me, old ladies, <laughs> that were really in love with some kind of wonderful. It's really a great conversation to hear it from a younger woman's perspective and conversation uh, with these characters. And, it's, yeah, it's great. So, you guys, there will be a link in the show notes. And uh, Pop, culturally deprived, and we discussing some kind of wonderful. That's it. Yay. I All think right, we did uh, it. it. We did it. We finally did it, John. Oh, my God. I can't believe we did it. All right. We so hopefully it. we'll be able to, to do it next week. And if you guys want to send us feedback about Work It, please email feedback at com. Or if you have any other feedback at all, I love to get voxes to me. I get voxes from you guys telling me about the show. I'm talking to you, Kim. And um, uh, I thank you so much for listening. You can find our group on Facebook, facebook.com slash what groups slash she podcasts. Or you can follow us on Twitter and the, our Facebook page as well, at she podcasts. We would love to hear from yes, you guys. Yes, we would.
0: Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you, Elsie, for sticking it through. Thank you, John, oh my from Audio Editing yes, Solutions. You, You're the best editor in the
2: world, in the even Audioeditingsolutions.com.
0: Yes.